The All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E media.ie. Audiovisual from an Irish perspective. This is the All Things Techie Podcast. Hello again, it's Justin Dawson. It's the All Things Techie Podcast. We are in episode 27, listeners. And thank you for joining us once more. It's myself on my own this week, but going to be joined by maybe some farmyard animals because I catch up with Nate from Sweet Farm, who's taking Zoom bombing and making a joke out of it because uh, how would you like an animal to appear in your Zoom or goat to meeting as he called it well they are a charity organization that rescue farmyard animals um and we will be catching up with nate later on in the program we have loads to discuss including the apple glass uh, glasses and um also the infocom ic 2020 that goes virtual and all your comments as well. If you'd like to get in contact with the program, here's how you do so. You can contact us by visiting our website, www.allthingstech.ie. You can also email comments at allthingstech.ie. My tweet handle is at um, Justin or Dawson. You can use the actual All Things Techie podcast Twitter handle, which is abtechjunkies, and all the information is of course on our website and you can subscribe there and on youtube by visiting www.allthingstech.ie now uh, you might be following me on uh, twitter and you will see that i finally got after two and a half months listeners i ordered this two and a half months ago because i thought it was cool i have a lot of keys that i carry around both for work and for um at home and I noticed that like my wife hates that I hang my keys off a ring on my jeans like a janitor. She calls me a janitor. So I needed something smart and of course techie because that's me in a nutshell. All things techie. Um, so what I like about this is uh, it comes, if I do the unboxing, the unboxing, here's the box. Um, it actually has a small little tile inside it, which means that I can sync it up to my phone and also my Google Home. So I can say, hey, Google, find my keys and it will actually find my keys. This will start ringing. I'm going to just actually do it for the, for the, for the fun of it here. Got it. Justin's keys was last seen today at 12.45 p.m. near home. So it just said Justin's keys were found at 12.45 p.m. near home. And you can see that my keys would be found and it would make my keys ring. Now the important thing is that you do have to charge the actual um, tile or the key smart. That's done with a little micro USB connection that comes in the side there. Uh, I'll just hold that up to camera as well. So if it's not charged, well, you're not going to be able to really locate your keys that well. So. The important thing is to keep that charged. It has uh, two little screws that you can open up by a little two cent piece or five cent piece. It has a little a couple of washers in it and uh, I got a little bottle opener on my one. You can buy small little knives and it has also a light up the top. 
like so. But um, I just found that it was a bit finicky to try and get all my keys into place because it, you're trying to put washers in, in between and also make the keys balance out nicely and fit comfortably in your pocket. Though it was worth the money, that, that's my toy for the week. Going into tech news, listeners, Apple Glass Patterns reveals killer feature for the mass appeal. Apple Glass could provide an ultimate prescription lens solution. It's the latest news. It is on pace to define the future with AR wearables, but this biggest obstacle upon launch will be the adoption and accessibility. The new Patent Glass suggests Apple could have a fix for that though that eliminates the need to wear prescription lenses beneath the augmented reality device. The patent proposes built-in optics that rectify vision issues like nearsightedness. Um, so if this means that Apple Glass have made it so that it will go with prescription glasses, I think this is going to be a game changer. And... It sort of takes it back everything that I've always said about VR glasses and people don't want to wear glasses. If this is going to go down design route and it's not going to look like swimming goggles, I can see this working. I can see this working. However, how long is a battery going to last in something like this? You know, like I'm talking about the key smart there and I have to keep that charged. I'm talking about my smartwatch watch that I have to charge every day how's are you going to charge your glasses every day or need to take your glasses off or remember to charge your glasses at night listeners before you wear them the next morning going on your commute to work that's the interesting question. I'd love to hear your comments on it. We're going to put the note, the website up on the show notes on allthingstech.ie. So please do stay tuned for that. I see 2020 is only a fortnight away, listeners. And the schedule at a glance, it, it, it's nice to see that Infocom have thought about the fact that this is going to be a virtual Infocom. So we're going to do a lot of European shows as well as part of IC 2020 and in a time zone which actually suits the Irish person because there is some things that they are doing which I go I love to take part in that and then go oh actually it's two o'clock in the morning in Ireland so and one of them being uh, the trivia night at 8 to 9 p.m. Uh, EST I b believe uh, Eastern time zone uh, is all the time so 6 a.m to 9 a.m is the emea regional presentations each day which actually work around uh, 11 o'clock 12 o'clock lunchtime um in in ireland which, which works well for us but um they also are doing the 5k virtual race and i've been toying around with this should i do a race and then said i can't run five kilometers i don't think i'm fit enough to run five kilometers but i might walk five kilometers because i actually walk usually about two kilometers during my lunch break um at home with my toddler to put the, her asleep so i'm thinking or my toddler or, or my baby to put them asleep so i'm thinking why not? So I think I will sign up to this and I will have to do a podcast episode as I walk around my North County Dublin regions. Uh, we are allowed travel now, actually, listeners. We are allowed travel 
um, around the county of Dublin or 20 kilometers outside um, if the the borders of Dublin if you live near the border. So um, I can pretty much travel all around Dublin. Just because we can doesn't mean I really want to. Um, because I still think that like COVID-19 exists, there's going to be people that are going to become complacent and take risks and not wear face masks. And you see that in shopping malls and supermarkets here in Ireland. So, you know, wear face masks, wash your hands and stay safe. Now, moving on to the main topic of the of today's podcast i caught up with nate he is at sweet farm in sunny california about 20 kilometers outside of san francisco and he brings goats to meetings and it's goat to meeting it's a charity organization i talked with nate earlier on have a listen to this zoom has taken over and people talk about zoom and security well i say security would be funny if a goat appeared on uh, your webinar or on your zoom meeting and um, nate's going to bring us a bit of information through this because he set up a very clever instead of go to meeting goat to meeting and um, he works on sweet farm and we're going to find out a bit more about what sweet farm is all about nate welcome along to all things techie podcast over in california at the moment a long time since i've been in sunny california uh, as i look out my window <laughs> on a bit of a cloudy uh, afternoon in, in dublin ireland how's that <laughs> there in in california Oh yeah, well, thanks for have first and foremost for having us on the uh, on the podcast today. Um, yeah, it's uh, a sunny day here on the coastal California. We're about forty five minutes south of San Francisco, right along the uh, Pacific Coastal Highway, um, uh, just outside of a small town called Half Moon Bay. And um, uh, just a, a little bit about Sweet Farm. Yeah, we are a nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a compassionate and sustainable world. So we're doing that through a combination of farm animal rescue, rehabilitation, and education programs around why these animals deserve way more respect uh, than they traditionally get. Um, we also have plant-based agriculture programs, so growing food and teaching people how to grow their own food. And then lastly, we have our technology initiatives, which uh, uh, help entrepreneurs start the next great uh, you know, alternative protein or, or agri agriculture technology companies um, to really scale that change globally. Okay, so so I guess the the first and foremost, how Goat Two Meeting came around was the fact that you are used to having a lot of school tours, your and team building weekends, and probably people visiting the farm. And because of COVID nineteen, no one's visiting, which means like there's less income, there's probably less donations going on as well, Nate. So yep. this is where the whole idea of like, well, let's bring some farmyard animals into, into the mix and bring it virtually. So, um, but it's really taken off, I hear. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's see, March 25th, we had a, an emergency board meeting to figure out how uh, we are going to, you know, continue to execute on our, on our mission, uh, which is, you know, educating and inspiring, uh, you know, people, corporations, politicians, uh, you know, people of all, uh, you know, of all ages, um, while also, you know, supporting those programs. So traditionally we would have, uh, you know, companies coming out and volunteering, 
um, and they would they would pay for that experience um, and also get their hands in the soil and that would help offset the cost for uh, schools to come out and do the same thing at no cost. Uh, when COVID-19 came about, all of that went out the window and with it went all of the, uh, the revenue uh, streams to help support all of those programs. So uh, one of our board members, John Azoff, he's a tech guy. Um, he uh, spends all of his days in, uh, you know, go to meeting calls. And uh, he said, uh, he said, you know, I would totally pay a hundred bucks to have, you know, one of these animals, you know, one of the animals at Sweet Farm show up to my happy hour or my meeting, um, even for 10 minutes. Uh, and y'all could tell us a little bit about them. And I think it could be a thing. So we uh, took the same idea of accessibility. Um, to into this new program and to date we've had uh, I think we just crossed about 3,000 uh, meetings uh, successfully completed and over 5,000 booked. Wow that, that's insane and a great way of just bringing back in the income. So you do meetings from small size and I think in our notes that you told me yesterday you've had a call with many 3,700 people, like 3,700 people, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I would say on average, we, we probably have in the 40 to 60 people range per call. Um, so uh, already, you know, we already were over 100,000 people uh, that, we've, that we've, you know, talked to on a one-on-one -on -one basis um, and, uh, you know, brought them out to the farm and to see and meet these animals. Uh, but yeah, we've had several that are, you know, over a thousand people, a couple over 3000 and every day, it seems like we have at least one that's, uh, you know, in the four to 500 person range. Now you say with that length of a waiting list of virtual calls, this, is this getting in the way of doing the normal farmyard activities? Well, fortunately we have an, an incredible team out here at Sweet Farm. Um, so we have uh, a great team of educators and animal care uh, professionals uh, who really just do a bang up job. And uh, so uh, a lot of, you know, uh, good time management and, and that kind of thing uh, comes into play. But then we also have our partner sanctuaries that we work with to help uh, scale the demand. So uh, we have over 10 sanctuaries uh, that are helping to handle uh, a lot of these meetings and it's generating revenue that those uh, amazing organizations need as well. So how many animals would you have actually on the farm then? Like, are we seeing the same goat in every goat to meeting or are we <laughs> right. animal? Yeah, so we have over 125 different rescue animals out here at Sweet Farm. Uh, each one has their own individual story, background, needs uh health care and and emotional needs as well um because they've they've come from everything from abandonment abuse factory farming uh illegal rooster fighting operations so in in 10 to 30 minutes there's not nearly enough time to to meet all of those animals so uh so we mix it up we take we take a walk around the farm and uh from meeting to meeting it's a different animal on on different calls how far would you go across, like I'm guessing, would you go across just California or would you be getting animals from outside the state? Um, animals come from, from all over. Uh, tomorrow, actually, we have uh, uh, two pigs that came out of a uh, um, laboratory testing situation. 
as well as uh, two more llamas, uh, rescue llamas, uh, arriving. And they're coming from Southern California. What the, what's been the main demand when people uh, call up and arrange a meeting? Do they want to see the llamas? Do they want to see goats? Or, or <laughs> can they pick? Can they pick? Or is it the fact that you'd say, right, well, these animals are available today? Yeah, yeah. So um, typically uh, people are asking for the goats, um, uh, sometimes pigs, and then uh, and then there's a lot of requests for the llam for llamas. Um, but uh, you know, it, this is a sanctuary; it's not a petting zoo. So uh, sometimes you know, uh, Paco the llama doesn't feel like uh, uh, saying hi. So you know, if they if they don't want to, they don't have to. Their their job is only to live live their best life out here at Sweet Farm. Um, and it's nice because this program, it's a way for us to respectfully uh, be one-on-one -on -one with the animals. Um, the animal doesn't know there's 3,000 people on the other end of the line. Mm -hmm. um, it's just me, a camera, and, you know, or a team member and a camera and, uh, you know, the goat or the llama or whoever. Now, I, I have to ask this question because like I've, I've done a lot of outdoor reports as well with microphones and they say don't work with kids or animals. How many times has it come near to the fact that, uh, that it's about to eat your, your microphone or eat your camera? <laughs> well, you know, fortunately, uh, no one has uh, eaten, uh, eaten the camera or anything like that yet. Um, but, uh, but we definitely have, uh, you know, on a lot of the calls, you know, the, the turkeys will, uh, peck at the camera, you know, they'll do that kind of number and, uh, peck at the camera or the, the cows will give a big kiss to the, uh, to the phone. So after each call, we're having to clean off the camera, uh, to make sure, uh, uh, it's, you know, have, has a clear picture for the next, uh, group. Now, how big is the farm? I I, I have to ask. Like, I'm, I know a couple of, I'd say farms, what we would call a big farm, you would, it'd be like a mini ranch to you um, over in California <laughs> for the size of the state. How big is the farm? Yeah, so ours, ours is actually quite small, um, uh, you know, in comparison to some of the, you know, uh, big farms, but uh, we're we're about uh, twelve and a half acres, which is okay. I think five five to six hectares. Yeah, it, it, it's an average size farm. Yeah, and yeah. So, what's what's the most unusual animals that you have? Oh man, unusual. Um, we have uh, we have a chicken that um, is completely black. Like her her skin is black. Uh, inside like her her muscles are are black it's it's a specific uh, uh breed of chicken that um oftentimes they're exploited because of this like very interesting genetic trait um so uh she's she's quite interesting um i call her uh uh pantera but her her name is raptor because she kind of behaves like a dinosaur mm -hmm. um and then, uh, and then our pigs are, are really unique. We have two Hungarian woolly pigs uh, named Piggy Sue and Piggy Smalls, and uh, they are, um, uh, you know, they look like they're they're shaped like pigs, but they uh, have uh, wool like a sheep. Like I mean, it it looks like a sheep. 
I think you guys have to start putting all the photos of all, all the profiles of all your animals <laughs> up on Sweet Farm's website. I think that would right. be really cool. Or that what's next? They're going to have all all their own social media channels. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Paco, uh, Paco the llama and Magnolia the dwarf cow, uh, they already have their own uh, cameo uh, channels. If you know what uh, uh, the tool cameo is uh, to book like. Uh, celebrity talent they're already doing celebrity talent uh photo shoots <laughs> oh wow okay <laughs> I, I spoke too soon i you know ahead of me you know ahead of humans is, is there any final message you want to give out now i i think this is absolutely a fantastic idea because you are a charity and because like you're not jumping on the cash cow of what zoom is mm -hmm. that that I've, I've seen with all the all different backgrounds of zoom people are trying to charge to teach people how to use zoom that's even crazy when there's <laughs> two guys but for a farm like yourself i just think this is a wonderful idea to actually bring back in some revenue towards something that is a profit organization rescuing animals it's it's like you just mentioned that, that rescuing animals from laboratory like I, I, sorry, this is a personal question. How do you come about people ringing you up and just saying, um, I think we need to rescue two animals that are, have been used in laboratories? Like, is there legal implications or is it just the fact that these are retired animals? How, do, how does it come about that you rescue them? Yeah, so it uh, happens a ton of different ways. So uh, sometimes there's a... Uh, sometimes there's an animal that um, uh, will actually end up in like animal control or the authorities uh, care uh, because they either shut down an illegal rooster fighting operation, for instance. Right. Um, and then it's like in the authorities' hands to uh, figure that, you know, what do you do with, with uh, these chickens? So we work with them oftentimes across species uh, to find homes and sometimes they're here sometimes it's through our network uh of other sanctuaries around so okay so uh, yeah, yeah that's that's i would say one of the main uh areas um and then there's there's also other rescue networks um that sometimes they work with you know farms to uh take out retired animals rather than the farmer putting them down they'll actually uh, uh take them and uh um you know, find homes at different sanctuaries. So we've we've actually done that ourselves. Uh, the two woolly pigs that we have, we got a call from the family uh, that had been breeding them on their on their small uh, plot of land, and they had thirteen or twelve pigs uh, actually at the time. Um, and this family fell in love with them. They realized how smart they are, um, how you know amazing uh, pigs actually are, and they they couldn't bear to send them to slaughter. So they reached out to us not knowing what to do. So we went in, two of them now live here, but we found homes for all of the other ones at other sanctuaries. That's so super. So if people want to find out how to do a virtual call with some of your animals, where do they go? Yeah, so uh, you can visit, visit us at sweetfarm.org. All the information is right there. Um, uh, plenty of uh, different ways um, that you can have us join your calls of, of different sizes, whether it's your family and friends or uh, your company of, of all sizes. Um, check us out at sweetfarm.org.
Thank you so much for doing this, Nate. I, I wish you well on this project. Um, I see this going on even after COVID-19. I, I believe that there's going to be so many. What, you, you say, um, before we go, you, you say that uh, you've got that many calls, that many waiting lists. Am I the furthest in Ireland that's that's done a call with you or have you done international calls? Uh, we've oh yeah we've definitely we've done international calls uh, we've done some in the UK um, we've done uh, we've had people from Singapore and Japan uh, call in so it goes all different directions uh, uh, there was a school in uh, a bilingual school in uh, Russia that was working on setting up a call as well um, so time zones you know there's time zone Tetris we have to play as well because uh, obviously. Uh, we can't have a call in the middle of the night. Uh, the animals are sleeping. So uh, there's limits to what we can do, but uh, we do what we can. Sweetfarm.org, uh, the goat to meeting. Thank you so much, Nate, for joining us. And I wish you well with the project. Thank you so much for having us and uh, stay healthy and safe, everyone. Good. Well, that's all from Nate. That's all from myself, Justin Dawson. Simon, hopefully, will be back with me again soon. Don't forget, we publish a weekly podcast now, and I know I'm a bit late on this weekly podcast. People are commenting already saying, was it because it was your 37th birthday and you were recovering? Well, I'll use that as an excuse and I'll stick to it. Uh, so for episode 27 of the All Things Techie podcast, I want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Um, it really means a lot to us. And you can visit us on our website for any of our previous episodes and podcasts where we talk tech by visiting www.allthingstech.ie. You can send in comments to comments at allthingstech.ie. And if you would like to be even a co-host or a guest on the show we would love to have you talking tech with us for me justin dawson thanks for listening and i'll see you in episode 28 goodbye the all things techie podcast is a product of the extreme media network for advertising and sponsorship opportunities please visit www.extrememedia.ie that's x-t-r-e-m-e media.ie